0: How many Christmas cards have you received this year with three kings, such as a camel, heading towards a stable, brightly lit, and there the star hangs over it and the baby Jesus is there? None of that happened. I'm sorry to tell you, but it didn't happen like that. You see, the Magi had been following the star for a long time, and as we heard in our reading, they actually came across... Jesus at home well we've uh, looked at these magi over the years and we even at one point gave them names which I'm not going to tell you because I can't remember but they've been given names people have um, said that they, which is true they come from the east and there's a chance that they uh, came from Parthia in the most powerful region next to Rome, which is one of the reasons why it might have worried Herod a bit. However, what we do know is that they did follow a star. But some people have tried to explain this one away. Some say it was the alignment of planets. Well, planets don't stay in an alignment for more than a couple of days at the most of that. So they won't have stayed in alignment for years. None that I'm aware of, anyway. Okay, we've seen a string of satellites over Derbyshire recently, but that was something a mountain took. Some say it was a comet, and researchers have found that it could have been Hades Comet, but actually they've researched a little bit more and evidently passed that way six years before all these events took place. And another reason why it couldn't be Hades Comet, Hades wasn't born yet. <laughs> they couldn't have called it Hades Comet. And anyway, comets don't tend to hover over houses. They tend to fall apart and, as I've put it, they tend to crash and burn. Anyway, these Magi Magi came from the east looking for the king of the Jews. And they arrive in the most logical place, Jerusalem, the capital city where the present king is and lives. And they assume this is the place to head for. After all, we are talking about a star high in the sky and it would have shone bright over a large area, so could it have been in Jerusalem. But none of the leaders knew what they were talking about when they came. God's chosen people who can trace their relationships to God all the way back to Abraham. Yet the promised king of the Jews is born, and they are clueless about the birth. So let us look at this group of people who are a bit clueless about the birth. The chief priests, the teachers of the law. The chief priests were not only priests, they were also part of the ruling party in Jerusalem. And the teachers of the laws, well they were following the laws that God had given Moses in the desert and were deeply in that. They were completely wrapped up in their religious observance of hundreds of years. For them, following their observance was really following God. They had great power and they were very comfortable in their positions, thank you. The coming of the Messiah might mean a whole new way for them. But they were aware of the prophecies, as we heard from Micah, Micah 5. To hear these Magi speak of the one born to be king, most filled some of them with some joy. But they didn't show it because the news troubled Herod as he now fears for his position because he is not the rightful heir to the throne. He is not a direct descendant of David. Now their sense of joy would be because the Jewish uh, religious leaders believed in the literal fulfilment of the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And yet in the years to come, these same leaders would be the ones who did not recognise him as the one who fulfilled the prophecy. Why? Because most of the Jews expected the Messiah to be a great military and political deliverer. The biggest problem they had was their focal points. They were too busy with their endeavours. Perhaps they were not faithfully following God. Yet Jesus is born in Bethlehem, and they missed it. Were their eyes closed to it? Did they not have ears to hear each other about it? They had all the prophecy they needed in Scripture, and when Herod asked the priests and the teachers of the law about the birth, they recited it word for word from Micah, the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. But they had missed the birth. You see, for them, God was fitting into their lifestyle where they thought he fitted. The Messiah was going to come in their way and when they were ready, surely if they were really the chosen leaders, then God would have let them know first about the Messiah. Yet God does make Jesus' presence known, but God chooses Magi to share the birth of Christ. These men are not Jewish. They have learned. They have. They know little or nothing about the Torah, the books of the Old Testament, as we call them. They are stargazers from the East. They have nothing in common with the Jewish people, and yet they are the ones that, who come to Jesus and pay him homage. These Gentiles, minimum. See the sign of God in the stars and they come. They come to worship the King of the Jews, the Messiah. They are more than just a group of men in the know. They are symbols for us today. They let us know the Son of God has come into the world for all people. Salvation is for everyone. So, our Magi are travelling again. And they continue their journey following the star for the last eight eight miles to the south of Jerusalem to the house of Mary and Joseph and Jesus, now believed to be a child of around two years old. The Christmas story has now gone beyond the stable door and out into the world. On entering the house, did you notice, though, that there was no mention of Jesus in our re- uh, Joseph in our reading? That's because he was probably out working. And it's here that the Magi give their expensive gifts fit for a king. They brought gifts and worshipped him for who he was, where he was, in the everyday situation that we can find ourselves. The Magi entered in and worshipped the child, who is to be king. They give us a picture of what true worship is about, willing to go that extra mile and offering what is valuable to you, worshipping God because he is worthy of the best you have to give. But also notice what happened next. After finding Jesus and worshipping, the Magi were warned by God not to return through Jerusalem. Finding Jesus may mean that your life may take a different direction, requiring an obedient and responsive action to God's word and willingness to be led in a different way. So what does this gospel hold for us? I believe there are two particular things that we can learn from today's story. First, God's salvation includes all people. We can be readers of the Bible and know it inside out, or we can be someone who understands a little. We have a God who loves us all. God's plan, God's intention is for all people to experience his love and gift of salvation. Secondly, I believe we can learn something about ourselves from the lives of Herod, the priests, and the teachers of the law. They were not focused on God, they were focusing on power and wealth and their own positions rather than focusing on the love of the work of God. Herod was focusing on his power. The priests were focusing on their prestige and the way they worshipped. The teachers of the law were focused on tradition. They were trapped in their own devices. Our own devices can trap us too. We can be so busy bickering and trying to maintain our comfort zones that in the end we lose focus on what it's all about. One of my favourite songs is by Matt Redman, The Heart of Worship. Mm -hmm. And part of it goes, I'm sorry Lord for the thing I've made it, when it's all about you. All about you, Jesus. Like the kings, the priests and the teachers of the law, we can lose our focus. We concentrate on our own concepts of worship and tradition, focus on our own comfort zones. We can get so wrapped up in our lives, ways and actions that we can miss this incredible work of God in the world. Today we are reminded of the incredible love of God for you and for me. Today we celebrate Epiphany, the revelation of the Messiah to the world. God sends Jesus Christ for our salvation. And God's presence with the major reminds of us of God's universal plan of salvation. We're also reminded of where we need to keep our focus. Our focus is to be on God. We are called to follow God, we are called to proclaim his gospel, we are called to be witnesses. Today we have the greatest news to share. Our challenge is to be bold and share the good news of Christ in our own way. Go into the world and proclaim the good news, telling them all of what you have seen and heard.